Second Kings, Second Kings eight, Second Kings eight, chapter one, Second Kings eight, chapter one. Don't plan on being a, a long time, uh, but I do want to deliver what I feel, and then I, I feel like I feel like we're going to pray for a, a little bit, and I feel like something's going to happen in the Holy Ghost. And uh, again, I I asked the Lord, am I supposed to talk, preach, teach, instruct? And I just could not get away from what I felt in my spirit. Second Kings, Second Kings chapter 8 and verse 1, the Bible says, Then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go thou and thine household, and sojourn wheresoever you can sojourn. For the Lord has called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land for seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. Another translation would say she would leave and dwell as a foreigner during the time of famine. I, I, if, if, I, if I had a title for, for what I want to speak about the next few moments, it would, simply be, it would simply be this, from a season to a dimension. From a season to a dimension. And uh, I know we just prayed, but I want us one more time just to lift up our hands where we're um, seated. There we go. I want us to lift up our hands where we're seated. And I want us just to ask God to speak directly to us. God, I thank you for your presence that is already here. I thank you for your word that is already anointed. So now we pray that our ear would be anointed, that we would receive exactly what you are speaking and saying. We want to know what the Spirit is saying to the bride. We want to know what the Spirit is saying to the body. We want to know what the Spirit is saying to us. So God, we open up our hearing. And God, we will not just be hearers of the word, but we will be doers of the word. We will take this word in the name of Jesus. I wonder if we can just clap our hands one more time to the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Ecclesiastes tells us that there is a time and there is a season. A season is a time, a, a, a period, a, a space. And life is full of those time periods. Life is full of those spaces. We, we walk in and out of seasons. We go from seasons of sorrow to seasons of, of joy. We go from seasons of uh, unhappiness to seasons of happiness. Life, life is full of seasons. We are guaranteed that we will walk in and walk out of seasons. And the Bible tells us that there was a Shunammite woman and her husband. The Bible tells us that they were, they were in a season of oblivion. We, we don't know uh, much about them. We don't know uh, much about their, their past. We don't know much about their their life. We don't know much about their, their love for God. But what we do know this is this, that they begin to inquire of the prophet and they begin to tell the prophet, we, we want you to know that we are, we are adding space in our life for you. We are making you a changer. We are literally creating space in our life for the man of God. And whenever you are nearby and whenever you are close, we want you to know that you are, you are welcome in our life. You are welcome in our home. You're, you're not going to be an interruption. You're, 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 you're going to be a, a wanted guest. We, 
we want you to know that we are literally making space for you in our life. And if there was anything the North American church needs, and that is a man of God in our life. There's a lot of preachers that have great points and have cute little sermonettes. But God doesn't want to just place a preacher in our life. He wants to place a pastor in our life. Because a preacher can help us get saved. A pastor helps us stay saved. And it does not matter how uh, uh, spiritual we are. It does not matter how much favor with God that we have. It does not matter how much uh, we hear God's voice. It does not matter how anointed we are. We will never outgrow the need to have a man of God in our life. Now, everybody makes a little time on Sunday to go to church and, and make place for the man of God during a sermon. But I want you to take note that this couple made place for a man of God in their home. They made a space in their personal life. That's the difference between a preacher and a pastor. You go and hear a preacher on Sunday and, and you, you give him a few moments but you allow a pastor to deal with the internal affairs of your marriage, of your children, of your home, of your finances, of your livelihood, of your future. And I don't want to belabor the point, but David was, David was an anointed man of God. And God, even God, did not always speak to David. But he would speak to a man of God about David. And if David had not had that man of God in his life, he would have utterly failed. But he allowed room, he allowed space, he allowed place for there to be a man of God that would come speak to him. Because I'm, I'm telling you, I believe God speaks to you and me. But God's not always going to speak to you and me. He is going to speak to our authority about us. And he is going to speak through our authority to us. Unless we have no authority over us. But if I have an authority in my life, it does not matter the mistakes that I have made. It does not matter the, the failures that I have committed. God's voice still have an, has an avenue into my life. And so I, the, the story of this couple opens up with them making room for a man of God in their life. They would go through a, a, a season of barrenness. The Bible lets us know that they were not able to have, have children until finally the man of God comes to their life and, and he says, I, 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 want you to, I want you to tell me what you want. I want you to, I want you to tell me what, what you desire. They looked at him and said, we, we, we want a child. We, we want to be able to, to conceive. And he looked at them and he tells them, you're going to be able to have a child. You get ready, it's coming. And so now they go from a, a season of barrenness to a season of blessing. And a child is on the way and now there's life and now there's excitement and now there's the, the joy of a newborn in, in, in the house. And all of a sudden, like life is, seasons come and go. And now they've, they've went from a season of barrenness to a season of blessing. And now they've went right back into a season of loss as that blessing now has lost its life. And, and, they're, and they're looking at a dead child. I want you to notice what happens. They don't want run away from the man of God, but they run to the man of God. And the Bible says that that mama said, I want you to get me the donkey. I'm going to go find the man of God. And she begins to be in pursuit of the man of God. And before she ever even gets to him, before she ever even gets to him, he sees her afar off and he, he sends his servant out and says, hey, I want you to go 
I want you to go check on her. So he goes and he, he begins to talk with her and, and the servant comes back to the prophet. And, and before he can even finish telling him what he's talked about with the lady, she's, she's now come up and, and I see her sweating and I see her heaving and huffing and puffing. And, and she's now finally, finally got to the man of God and she knows every, everything's going to be okay. Because the man of God looks at, at her and he asks, how's everything going? And she begins to explain and, and he tells his servant, I want you to take my staff and I want you to go where the boy is and I want you to lay it upon him. And they begin to make their way to the house, the prophet and the mother and the servant has gone out before them and, and she knows, she knows everything is going to be okay. And yet they come to the house and, and the Bible tells us that Gehazi is, he's a little worried and he's a little frustrated because he's put the staff on the boy and yet he's still dead. He, 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 he's not breathing. Life has not come back to him. But the Bible never says that the prophet said, go put the staff on him and he's going to live. He just said, go put the staff on him. It was simple obedience. But when the prophet got there, when the man of God got there, when the authority in that couple's life got there, he began to put his hands on that dead boy. And he began to put his body on that dead boy. Because there are some miracles that do not happen when you are connected to something that's connected to authority. It was not the staff that brought him back to life. It was direct contact with that prophet and that man of God. And there are things in the supernatural and there are things in the miraculous and there are things in the spirit that never come back to life. When you are submitted to somebody who's submitted. When you are connected to somebody who's connected. When you sit by, beside somebody who prays. When, when you're close to somebody who's spiritual. They only come when you are spiritual for yourself. They only come when you are prayerful for yourself. They only come when you are submitted to a man of God for yourself. I see it all the time. Even leaders, leaders, not just saints, leaders that, 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 that they, they're, they're around other spiritual people, but they're not spiritual. They're, they're around other people who pray, but, but they're not praying. They're, they're around people who are submitted, but they are not submitted themselves. And yet there are things in the spirit, I'm going to say it again, there are things in the spirit that God is wanting to do in this city, in this church, in this region, and in this moment. But they are not going to happen when we are next to somebody who's praying. They're going to happen when we are praying. They're not going to happen when we are next to somebody who's dedicating or sacrificing. It's going to happen when we dedicate and when we sacrifice. It, it's, it's not going to happen when we're, we're in close proximity to somebody who is submitted. It's going to happen when we make the decision for ourselves to be submitted. And that's what was happening last night. And several things were happening last night. But God was calling every single one of us to not just let our leadership sacrifice alone. But we are going to sacrifice with them. We are going to pray with them. We are going to fast with them. We are going to give with them. God's not just requiring something of Pastor Mark and, and Sister Jordan. God's not just requiring something of, of Pastor Jared and Sister Stacy. God is requiring something of absolutely every single one of us. I want you to watch what happens. All of a sudden, they, they went from a, a, a season of barrenness, and now they went to a season of blessing, and now they went from a, to a season of loss, and now, and now they're about to have a season of rebirth, a season of revival, a season of resurrection. 
But I want you to understand that she, she, she's, she's been with that man of God the, the whole time. She's been with that man of God the whole time, and now that, that life comes back. That, 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 that blessing comes back. That, 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 that baby comes back into their world, and now they're, they're in a season of rebirth, a season of revival, a, a season of, 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 re, uh, uh, of resurrection. But then the Bible tells us of another season, because again, life is full of seasons, and seasons come and go. The Bible says that that man of God looks at that lady, and he tells her there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a season of famine that's coming. And you are to leave and you are to dwell as a foreigner. You are to dwell as a foreigner in the land of the Philistines for seven years. And the Bible tells us that she did after the saying of the man of God. She got up and she left. She obeyed the man of God. It's so simple. It's so, uh, it, 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 it's simple. But the Bible tells us that she obeyed and did after the saying the man of God. She simply did what the spiritual authority in her, in her life told her to do. She didn't second guess it. She didn't over spiritualize it. She didn't say, I'm going to go look for a second opinion. She just simply did it. But I want you to notice during one of the last seasons that we are told of this, of this, of, of this person's life. It's that they go into a season of famine. One year. Two years. Three years. Four years, five years, six years. And now it's, it's now months now, and now it's weeks, and, and now it's days. And now she's packing up her bags because she remembered in her mind the man of God said this was going to come, but it was only going to be for a season, and it was only going to be for a time. Although I have lived in this famine for a long time, I, 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 I am a foreigner here. I've not gotten comfortable. I've not gotten content. I've not gotten satisfied. It is coming to an end. And the Bible tells us that it came to pass at the end of seven years that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines and that she went forth. And I feel the Lord speaking into my spirit all day long. That we are stepping out of something and we are stepping into something. But I want you to notice in the Holy Ghost that when she stepped out, she could have stopped. When she stepped out, she could have said, thank God I'm out of it. I don't want to take any more risk. I don't want to follow any more commands. Don't ask anything of me. I'm just glad it's not the way it used to be. I'm just glad I'm not in the land of the Philistines anymore. I'm just glad I'm not in the land of famine anymore. But that's not what the Bible said she did. The Bible says she stepped out. She didn't stop. She didn't linger. But the Bible said that she stepped forth. And she begins to make her way to the courts of the king. And the Bible says that she's going forth to cry, listen, to the king for her house and for her land. I'm going to say it again. For her house. And for her land. Go back and read it. Second Kings chapter 8 tells us that Gehazi is in the court of the king. And you know what the king is asking? He is saying, tell me everything. Tell me of the great things that Elisha hath done. And the servant 
is telling the king about everything that Elisha has done. And he's telling the king about everything that God has performed. And he's telling about the miracles and the supernatural that has happened past tense. But there is a mother that is making her way to the throne room. And she is not interested about what God has done. She is looking for what is about to happen and what is about to be done. And while one is talking about what took place, there is a mother on the way to the king. And she is getting ready to cry for something to take place. And I want you to watch with me. She walks into the throne room. And she begins to beckon to the king. She begins to cry unto the king. But she's not just crying over her house and land. She's not just crying about her house and land. She is crying for her house. And she is crying for her land. And I feel very strongly that the Lord has spoken to me. And he is telling me to tell you that we are, we are entering a dimension. We are stepping from a season into a dimension. You walk in and out of seasons, but you don't step in and out of a dimension. Life will continue to bring seasons that you step in and out of because that's life. But you do not step in and out of a dimension. You walk in it. And How do we understand that this lady is walking in and stepping into a dimension? The Bible says that she cries for her house and she for she cries for her land. She is stepping into a dimension of authority. She knows what she wants. She knows who to talk to about it. There is no if, there is no and, there is no buts, there is no maybes. She is speaking and crying for her house and for her land. And she is stepping from a season and she is stepping into a dimension. And I want you to notice the response of the king. And this is what the Bible tells us. And as it, as it came to pass, that, that, that as they are talking and they are communing, this is what happens. The Bible says in verse 6 of 2 Kings 8, And when the king had asked the woman, she told him. She told him. So the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land even until now. It's not simple addition. It is multiplication in the spirit. And she had looked at that man of God, the man of God that had, that had promised her a child. And now that child was dead. And she, she, she looked at him and she said, don't, don't deceive me. She said, don't get my hopes up. I, I've been in alignment with authority. I, I've been submitted. Don't, don't get my hopes up. Don't, don't be just telling me anything because I'm putting my very life on these words. I'm putting my very life on these promises. I'm putting my very life on these prophecies. And there is, there is, a, there is our humanity that will love to rise up and say, don't, watch out when you're talking about how great it could be and watch out when you're talking about how good it could be because I, I don't want to be deceived. I don't, I, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, God has placed spiritual authority here for a long time and God has placed men and women that have been in alignment with that spiritual authority through seasons of oblivion, through seasons of blessing, through seasons of barrenness, through seasons 
seasons of loss and through seasons of famine. I'm telling you what I, what I feel in the Holy Ghost. God was putting it into my spirit all day long. God is getting ready to restore in the Holy Ghost. God is getting ready to restore into this city. God is getting ready to restore into this church. But when it gets ready to happen, do not underestimate how quick it can happen. God, you don't understand. I, I've been in famine for seven years. I, I've been dwelling in the land of the Philistine for seven years. But even though she had dwelled there, Scripture tells us she was a foreigner in her famine. She looked at her boy every day and said, this is not where we're going to be forever. This is only temporary. There is a man of God that has spoken. He has given a promise. And even though it doesn't look right and it doesn't feel right, all of this is coming to an end. And when seven years is up, we are stepping out of this. And we are stepping forth into a dimension. We will not be content here. We will not be satisfied here. We, we will not act like we dwell here. No, we are strange. This is not our abode. This is not what we're going to look at every day. We are destined for something more. <laughs> we are destined for something more. And so she cries for her house and she cries for our land. I shared with Pastor Mark just a few weeks ago that there have been things that have been happening beneath the soil. And there have been things that have been happening under the surface. And it would be very easy to, to look around and say, well, if it hasn't happened like we wanted it in this time span, why would it happen in this short of time span? And, and if it hasn't happened in, in, in these past years and these past months and these past weeks, why would it all happen right here, right now? But God has allowed things to take place under the surface. And God has allowed things to take place under the soil. Because I learned a long time ago that hell will grant a harvest if the soil never changes. What good if God brings a harvest but the soil cannot sustain it? But you know what hell hates? Hell hates soil that is being prepared, that is being readied. Because in a moments of time, when that seed, it does not matter how great the seed is. If the soil is not right, the soil is not right. But you let that seed of God's word, you let that seed of promise and prophecy come into the soil that is ripe and right. And it is only a matter of time that something is going to spring forth in the spirit and i'm telling you there has been something that is happening under the surface there has been something that is happening in, in the land god has been churning god has been cultivating and god has been preparing and i'm telling you we have a decision to make whether we will stay in what we have been in for a while or we will step into what god is beckoning us into and we will step into what god is asking of us and you know what she did? She stepped out and she went forth to the king. The king was already in her future. The king was already waiting for her. The king was already there, just waiting for the moment that somebody, somebody's always going to be talking about what God has done. But he was waiting for somebody to walk through those back doors that says, all right, let's talk about what you're about to do. Let's talk about what you're wanting to do. And immediately there's a servant that's ready. And he says, you get her everything that she's needed. I've been protecting it. I've been protecting it. The land that she left and everything that's grown there from the time she left even till now is here. 
It's been guarded. It's been protected. And it's been waiting for her. And now a mother, older generation, and a boy, younger generation, walks hand in hand into a land and into a house that has been waiting by prophetic promise and destiny. I felt the word of the Lord lead me to the book of Joel. The book of Joel. The book of Joel. I want you to turn with me. I'm almost done. The book of Joel, chapter 2. The book of Joel, chapter 2. Starting at verse 18, then will the Lord be jealous for his land. Say that with me, his land. And pity his people. Someone say his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith. And I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen, but I will remove far off from you the northern army and will drive him into a land barren and desolate, God's saying, everything that you've been enduring, I'm now going to allow the adversary to endure. With his face toward the east sea, and his hinder part toward the utmost sea, and his stink shall come up, and his ill savor shall come up, because he hath done great things. Fear not, O land. Say it with me. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit. The fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. Anybody remember the prophetic word of the Lord during convention? And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil, and I will restore... This is what I feel in my spirit. I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten and the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm. My great army will I send among you and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters and your sons and your daughters are going to walk into land. They're going to walk into houses. Your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your sons and your daughters are going to lay hands on the sick. Your sons and your daughters are going to see what you've been praying for, what you've been sacrificing for, what you've been fasting for. Your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy and your old men, I'm not going to leave you out mom and dad. Your old men and the older generation, they are going to dream dreams and the younger men are going to see visions and upon the servants and the handmaiden in those days I will pour out my spirit. I wonder if we could stand all across this house right now. I've not come with a sermon. I've not come with a message. I've just come with a simple word from the Lord that we are stepping from a season into a dimension. And God is giving, getting ready to restore. What I feel in the Holy Ghost is that we are to pray that restoration down right now. I want you to lift up your hands. I want you to lift up your voice. And I want you to pray that restoration into existence right now. 
You are going to restore healing. You are going to restore miracles. You are going to restore the prodigals. You are going to restore the supernatural. You are getting ready to do a great work. You are getting ready to multiply. There is getting ready to be an abundance of rain. The soil is ready. The soil has been prepared. We've not been wasting our time. It's been guarded. It's been protected. And we are crying for our houses. We are crying for our land. This is our land. This is our territory. This is our house. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost for just a moment right now. I want to read to you one more time from the Word of the Lord. and I feel like this has been confirmed in the Holy Ghost. All kinds of people are going to walk into this sanctuary. People that have been under demonic torment. People that have been under demonic influence. People that have been possessed and oppressed of hell. And I want to read with you just very quickly. This, the Bible says that Jesus came upon the shore and there was a man that had many devils within him the bible says that jesus begins to talk with him and i I want you just to listen to the conversation very quickly they cried with a loud voice the demonic forces of hell what have i to do with thee jesus thou son of the most high god i adjure you by god that you would torment me not jesus said unto him come out of the man thou unclean spirit And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. And I want you to listen. I call this the last request, the final request of hell. And he besought him much. The demonic forces of hell besought Jesus that he would not send them away out of the country. You're telling me this land is not important, this territory is not important, this soil is not important. The final request of hell was, if I've got to leave this person, don't let me leave the area. If I've got to leave this person, don't let me leave the land. If, if I've got to leave, he knew he had to leave. But he, he had one final request. If I know I'm, I'm, I, have, I, have, I have no choice. You're, you're going to make me leave him. But don't let me leave this country. And don't let me leave this territory. And I, I, I don't want to be redundant or preach to the choir. But I'm telling you, God is giving, not giving in the future. God is giving right now this church dominion in this land and dominion in this territory. And the final request of hell is if I can't stay in this individual, just, just, just at least let me stay nearby. But there is an authority in this room that says this land is mine, this house is mine, this revival is mine, this future is mine, these children are ours, these alcoholics are ours, these Methodists are ours, every sinner in this city is ours, every soul in this city is ours. So we do have an answer to the final request of hell. You have to leave this city, you have to leave this region, you have to leave this territory because this land belongs to the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is being restored. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. We're about to pray again. We're about to pray again. There's people in this room right now that have felt the demonic forces of hell this very week. 
We're not, we're not settling, we're not compromising, we're not playing games. We're making up in our mind right now, we, we've sacrificed for long enough. We've sacrificed too much to settle. We've prayed too much to settle. we fasted too much to settle. We're, you, you think that mama would have been okay if, if, if that king looked at her and said, now, now I just want you to know I, I can give you half of your house. I can give you half of your land. She said, I want my land and I want my house. I want my land. It's mine. It's mine. So did you know just because you haven't stepped into something, that doesn't mean it's not yours? Before she ever stepped back into it, she said, it's, it's mine. I, I'm not in it yet. It's over there, but that's my house. And I'm not in that land over there yet, but that's my, that, that's my land. That's, that's my house. That, that's my fruit. That's my furniture. That's my revival. That's, that's my Sunday school kid. That's, that's my neighborhood. That's my bus route. That's my Bible school. That's, uh, that's mine. So we're going to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. And we are sending a very clear signal to the spirit world right now. We will not bargain with you. We will not deal with you. We will not negotiate with you. You are going to have to loose your grip off of every single person that comes into this sanctuary and that comes under the authority of the name of Jesus. And furthermore, you are not going to be able to stay in this city, this region, or this area. For this sanctuary is not the only thing that belongs to God. This temple is not the only thing that belongs to God. This city belongs to God. This state belongs to God. This region, this territory, this land belongs to God. And it is no accident that David said, praise him all ye lands. This is not a land that's going to surrender to the demonic forces of hell. But this land is going to bring glory to God. This land is going to bring worship to Lift up your hands one more time in this house. Lift up your voices in this house. Begin to pray with an authority right now.